Alright folks, we're back. Pay-per-view just pretty much went off the air, and man was it fucking awesome. AEW can do no wrong in my eyes, and it's not just because it's an AEW insider. Their roster's great, their show's great. It even had tons of botches and mistakes tonight, and it's still pretty much better than anything WWE's done in a long time. But real quick, some breaking news. It's not breaking anymore. I had to wait till I did my show to let you know what happened. I found out about, about I don't know, this afternoon, 5-something. But uh, WWE superstar Jeff Hardy was arrested for public drunkenness today, which is really, really sad, man. I feel bad for Jeff. I don't know what WWE is going to do about it. They didn't do anything about it a year ago when he got a fucking DUI. I mean, the dude has had demons for years. Years ago in Impact, he literally came to the ring drunk and tried wrestling Sting drunk and then they stopped the match. He's had demons with worse drugs than just alcohol, but who knows even if it was alcohol. Could have been pills, whatever. But, I mean, this is your last shot, man, to actually collect some big dough that you haven't blown over the years on drugs and just being stupid, debauchery, whatever. But this is your last shot that they gave you guys a chance to come back, make some big fucking money. Who really cares about the run? I mean, I know you do, but it's about the money to support your family and all that. You had a DUI last year, and then right now, again, public drunkenness. Now, you're an idiot, bro. Brother Nero's all fucked up. But uh, what you call it, the details I went from, I just seen that when it first started, they didn't have the details yet, and I've been watching both these pay-per-views, so I don't know. But Jeff Hardy was arrested for public drunkenness. Um, I felt like, like I said the other day, the old WCW, WWE days, when I used to tape one and record the other. But I actually had Evolve muted, and I watched it so I can get this news to you now, and I watched the whole, uh, excuse me, fight for Fallen with the volume on. I did switch it back and forth in slow spots or big spots, what have you. But all right, remember AEW Insider, it's the AEW Insider number one, uh, you know, just the numeral one on Twitter and AEW Insider on Facebook and YouTube. All right, let's get to the pay-per-view. So Fight for the Fallen was awesome, like I said. Uh, it did start off with the librarian Peter Avalon, and he was going against Sonny Kiss. Uh, the crowd hates Avalon, and he ate it up. He addressed the crowd, but he was interrupt, interrupted by Sonny Kiss's entrance music. Sonny, Sonny came out the ramp, shaking and twerking with the Jacks, Jacksonville... Listen to me studying already. Shaking and twerking with the Jacksonville Jaguar cheerleaders and their mascot. The crowd loved him. They, they gave Sonny his chances to shine tonight, which was good. He's crazy amazing, and he has awesome moves. My only complaint about Sonny is that he has to put more force behind his moves. Of course, you don't want to hit anybody or hurt anybody for real. Not hit anybody or hurt anybody. But he's got awesome moves, but his kicks and some of his punches and all that, they look very light on contact, which doesn't sell it very well. But besides that, the kid's going to be a star. He's very flamboyant and gay, if you don't know. That's his character, and that's who he is. And that stops you from watching him, then it's your loss, because the kid's fantastic. Your winner of this match, Sonny Kiss. He hit Avalon with literally a split, a split off the top ropes that went right into the pin for the 1-2-3. Uh, the announced team after that made a major fuck-up right at the beginning of the show. Uh, they had the female announcer backstage, and they said that she was going to interview Kip Sabian. The woman starts the interview, and she introduces... Dusty and Cody Rhodes. Like, major fuck-up boys. Unless they didn't know, but I highly doubt it. I think they just read it wrong. Uh, Cody started the promo, 
And then, uh, what you call it, you know, he was just doing his, like, Dusty Rhodes thing. Not really Dusty Rhodes, but just tearing like he does. And then Dustin took over the promo, and he was tearing and pissed. And you could see that Cody could just not stop smiling at his brother when he seen his brother get all pumped up and killing the promo. It was pretty cool. Next up was a women's tag match. I didn't even know about this one, but it was my, uh, excuse me, my baby, Dr., excuse me, my baby, Adam Cole's baby, Dr. Britt Baker, uh, and she was teamed up with Japanese star Rihu, so which we've seen at the last two pay-per-views. They were going against another Japanese star called Nakajima, and this awesome chick called B. Priestley. Well, we know Beesman was one of the first women who were signed for AEW, but this was her uh, first appearance. Her entrance and she were fucking awesome. I love her gimmick. Uh, pretty early on in the match, after Britt gave B a move, she went to tag her partner, but she went right into the wrong corner. You know, like you see the botches on TV, when you go all the way to the wrong corner, your opponent's corner, and go for a tag. That's exactly what Dr. Britt did. And then she, you know, she covered it up pretty good. She stumbled over to her corner and made the tag. But, I mean, she had a lot of botches tonight. That was the first of a lot. I love Bert Baker. I was a huge fan. I still am. But you might be better off sticking to the dentist practice. Seriously, gal. I love you. But tonight was not a good showing. Uh, I think that Brandy and the other higher-ups are definitely going to be rethinking making her the female face of the company after that showing tonight. But your winners and deserving of it were actually Nakajima and uh, B Priestley. And watch out for Bree. She's going to be big. Uh, then they finally did get to the Kip Sabian interview. And it was worth the wait. He called out and accused Hangman Page about getting shit handed to him. Saying he's parted to the elite, getting a heavyweight championship match. Just because he's his buddy, he's getting special privileges, what have you. It was very, very good. Uh, let me see. It was a great setup for the match later on. Uh, then they said, uh, let me see, then the sound that all wrestling fans love to hear, and no, it wasn't Stone Cold Steve Austin's Breaking Glass, but it was G good old JR Jim Ross's entrance music, and he made his way to the announce table. All right, next up, we did have Jimmy Havoc with his partners Joey Janela and Darby Allen versus MJF, Sean Spears, and Sammy Guevara. All right. I love Sean Spears' heel gimmick and his new shirt. It had Cody's American Nightmare logo on it, and it said chairman of the board because he hit Cody with the chair, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this heel gimmick will work really well for him. Uh, he calls himself the chairman of AEW. And at the bottom of the shirt, it says perfection, but the I and the O make a 10, like the perfect 10 for WWE. So it was sweet. Uh, early on, Janela hit Guevara with a German suplex into the bottom turnbuckle. I thought the kid broke his neck. Darby Allen got the shine again. That dude is so quick and so awesome. The crowd went insane for him. Uh, he wants Sean Spears' ass, though, for upstaging him in his match against Cody. Because Darby did so good, but nobody even really talks about it because of what Sean Spears did with the chair at the end. <clears throat> Pardon me. The announcers made an indirect reference to Enzo and to the Janela run-in at the Blink-182 concert, which I covered in the last show, which was very cool. Uh, a lot later, MJF and, uh, gave Spears the middle finger and went to hit him, uh, but excuse me, went, went after him and went to hit him, but he got hit. Uh, MJA laughed and cursed at him. Guevara is going to kill himself. He went for a shooting star press for an in apron and missed. 
It's just insane, literally. He missed Janela by a really good distance, and he landed on his feet. Then he did three more crazy moves in a row. Sammy made sure he got a spot to shine tonight. The crowd hates him, but I love it. I love my heels, you already know that. Then Janela dumped Sammy right on his neck on the outside ring apron, and he fell to the floor. Right after Spears hit Darby, right after that, Spears hit Darby with a Death Valley pile driver and won the match. It was a great match. Spears, MJF, and Sammy Guevara got the win. And I thought MJF and Spears were going to implode. Like they had the little moments in the match, but nothing came of it, so that was cool. Uh, they cut to the audience, and they did have Tony Khan's father. Uh, Mr. Khan there it was very very cool and then they showed the two lawyers the sponsor sponsors of the event are two lawyers It's a law firm and one of them just standing there fucking wasted with a draft beer in his hand It was funny as hell All right after that we did have Brandy Rhodes versus Allie Brandy and Allie came out both looking amazing and smelling amazing now, I wasn't up to the TV smelling it, <laughs> but I assumed that they did smell amazing because they definitely looked it. I thought it was going to be a straight-up fight, uh, but I should have known better, like literally. Uh, because after Brandy came out, Awesome Kong's music hit. You know Awesome Kong, Karma from WWE. Brandy hired her as a little insurance policy. Nice. It was not a great match, you know what I mean? It wasn't, you know, not, um, it was not a great match, and that was not on Brandy's part. A lot of the time, Allie was late on her cues to start a move, and you could see Brandy setting her up for moves, and Allie just left her hanging for a couple seconds, numerous times. Uh, Austin Kong interfered twice, of course, and saved Brandy from getting twin, pinned twice, and in the end, Brandy pulled out the win. After the match, Kong was going to attack Allie, and then Asia, or Japanese star, Asha Kong, came to the ring to face her. Everybody broke them up, so you know we're going to be seeing Asha Kong and Austin Kong in the near future. The women's division is definitely heating up. Uh, I have always rooted for JR, but he needs to stop his step his shit up. In the last week, I heard him on Busted Open Radio and did an interview with Chris Van Vliet that was released today. And in a constructive, critical way, he was just taking shots at his, uh, his, his announcing team people, the announcing team in general, AEW with their chair shots, the booking, which I have a problem with too. But he fucks up a lot, man. Like, I love you, old JR, but I don't know, man. He is. He's fucking up a lot. It slows it down a little bit. But uh, Brandy Rhodes did win that match, if I didn't say that, would also, would, uh, excuse me, also Kong's help, and then yeah, I'd said the rest. Uh, next up, there was a three-way tag team match I had no idea about. It was the Dark Order. They're the tag team with the really, really fat guy who has this group of minions. The minions now want to be called Creepers, and then he's got, like, the other dude with them. Uh, their entrance is fucking awesome. I'm digging this team a lot. Uh, then they had, did have Jack Evans and Angelico. And the winner gets a buy in the Tag Team Champion Tournament that's going to start very soon when it goes on TV for the Tag Team Belts. After that, the third team was Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. They were also accompanied by Little Marco Stunt. If you don't know Marco Stunt, I don't know if the kid's like 17 or like 21 or 23, but he's like four and a half foot nothing, and he's so small and tiny he can move like crazy. Those crazy fucking moves. But they had him in tow, and they said he's part of their crew now. He used to be Jungle Boy and his monster. Now it's Jungle Boy, friggin' something else, and their monster. I forget. It was fucking funny, you know. Who knows? All right. Anyway, you gotta watch it to see it. I fucking didn't write the part in, but it was funny. Like a boy, blah blah blah, is dinosaur. Who gives a fuck? I'm losing track. All right. From the start, the finish. I mean, from the start to finish, Luchasaurus had the crowd eating out of his hand. I've been a Luchasaurus mark for a very long time. 
Follow them in NXT. Follow them in Big Brother and on the independent scene. I'm so glad he's getting his proper due. And he didn't disappoint the crowd either. He fucking put on a clinic. He had a whole shitload of spots and the crowds went absolutely bananas. Marco Stunt even had a spot. He gave a hurricanrana off the top rope, which was insane. And the crowd went nuts and the ref ejected him from the ring. In the end, the Dark Order got the win with a sick finisher. Holy fuck, this match was awesome. Spot after spot, pinfall heavy. But as of right now, it was the best match of the night. And I'm just going to say that too, because I did watch that. This is, I write this while I'm watching it. I did watch the pay-per-view, of course. And that right there was my favorite match of the night, was the three-way tag match. Uh, after that, we did have Hangman Page versus Kip Sabian. Uh, the match was very slow, which I did not expect with Kip being in it. I wasn't impressed at all. Hemman went for a very sloppy, sloppy netbreaker from the top. It could have been a nice spot, but he botched it. In the end, Hangman won, of course, and Kip was right about the favoritism in the booking. It's bullcrap. Uh, and then out of nowhere, one of the Dark Orders, the new Creepers, their minions, came out and attacked Hangman Page. He knew what it was, and it was none other than Chris Jericho. He took off his mask, and the place went fucking insane again. Y2J, baby. They drunk it in, man. What can you say? Uh, Y2J hit him with his new spinning it back elbow, a.k.a. the Judas Effect. He hit Hangman Page right in his moneymaker, and he left Hangman Page busted open in the ring. Uh, after that, this was another good match of the night. It was SCU versus the Lucha Brothers. Uh, the match started with a great spot of Scorpio Sky and Pentagon Jr. They were doing a whole how the Lucha Brothers say no fear, and SCU does SCU. They went back and forth. It was very funny and very well done, and it didn't take too much time. I knew the match was going to be a little slower, but we know the Lucha Brothers can do, and Sky can hang, but I wasn't sure about Frankie because he's a little bigger, but then I remembered Frankie is awesome, and he can move with the best of them too. I just knew it wasn't going to be as fast-paced as the normal Lucha Brother match. In the end, the Lucha just finally got the win they deserve. You know what I mean? It was great. They did some friggin' uh, Coupe de Gras. Like, uh, Phoenix, uh, I, I want to call him Phoenix. I don't, I'm not even going to say what it is. I forget the other guy's name. It's Phoenix, though, I believe. But uh, they did a Coupe de Gras right into, like, a package power drive off the top rope, their finisher, and they won the match, the Lucha Brothers. Even though the match was not super fast, by no means was it boring. It was a very good outing by both teams. They said that Pentagon has wrestled 90 matches so far this year, and tonight was 91. To me, that's fucking insane. And the last one was just in July. Uh, excuse me, it was just uh, two weeks ago. It was just crazy. But um, after that, then SCU, Christopher Daniels came out and tried to help his boys, but the Luchas took him out. They grabbed the ladder, they climbed to the top of it, and they literally fucking called out the Young Bucks for All Out, and they wanted it to be a ladder match. That match is going to be the match of the night, and it's going to be fucking amazing. I'm psychic, I already know. Uh, after that, we had Kenny Omega versus Sima. I never thought I would say this about the Omega match, and even though it is a dream match, for me it was just blah. Uh, during the match, Kenny kept referencing uh, his broken nose, which was very cool because we were selling that from the last a couple weeks or months. Uh, he's taking a page from Matt Jackson's book, how Matt Jackson sold a back injury for like two years, which is awesome. It was a nice touch, though, Omega. 
Uh, even though he is a legend, Seema's just too old. He looks drug-worn, literally. He had a lot of missteps and a lot of miscues from him. The match did pick up a lot towards the end. In one painful-looking spot, Seema had Omega laid across the table. Seema climbed up to a landing, and he landed on Omega with a double knee, except the table did not break, and it looked legit like it broke fucking Omega's back. It looked painful AF. Uh, in the end, Kenny hit him with the one-wing angel and got the win. And uh, I, it was awesome. It was awesome. It wasn't the match I thought it was going to be, but I liked it a lot. It was it was slow, but um, it almost took up the whole 30 minutes. But the last eight minutes was fucking awesome. So check it out. You're winning Omega. Then it was time for Jericho's open mic segment. It was just a verbal attack. Attack. It was pretty much a setup for Hangman Page. He said he still wants his thank you, blah blah blah, but he really doesn't give a fuck now. And he just verbally went after Hangman Page. And then the Hangman Page came out like a wild man and beat the snot out of Jericho. The locker cleared out. They broke them apart. Jericho got out of the ring. He was cursing the fans. He was irate. It was crazy. After that, we did have the match of the night. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to mean the match of the night. The main event of the night. The match of the night, I already told you what I thought it was. But it was the Young Bucks versus the Rhodes Brothers. It was a great fucking match. The Rhodes were able to slow the Bucks down, which is very, very, very hard task. It was back and forth, like JR would say, it was a slobber knocker. A lot of amazing spots and a lot of botches, but it didn't hurt the match. Dustin Rhodes is amazing for a 50-year-old. And fucking, it was a hell of a match, but come on with the booking, Tony. Uh, your winner was the Young Bucks, but you gotta see it. The match is awesome, and like I always say, the, well, my picks, the Rhodes should have won, honestly. But the Rhodes didn't disappoint. You don't think that they can't fly like the Bucks, which I'm just saying, a lot of times they can't, but Cody did anyway, where you don't think they can hang with them? Yo, man, the Rhodes went up and above duty. They fucking held their own and almost won. It was dope. Uh, after the match was over, they went to give the Rhodes props. Uh, Matt did, and the Bucks did, and then Omega's music started playing out of nowhere. And Matt was like, what the fuck? Cody tapped his uh, wrist, like saying time's almost up. So the time was running out. And they did have to present the check for the gun violence cause, because this whole pay-per-view was a charity for gun violence in Florida. So they wanted to have, not, have enough time to come out and present the check. They came out, and the check was for $150,000 which was awesome. 110 of it was for directly from AEW and the pay-per-view and the proceeds. The other 40 were donated by wrestlers. So that's really, really awesome. They went to that town and they helped those people. You know what I mean? They said the cops and all of them were going to do a good job with it. We'll see. And hand it out to people who really deserve it. So uh, what you call it? Um, Matt was taking a shot at WWE before he got interrupted and then Cody got on the mic too and he fucking took a shot at the WWE, which is awesome. So, yeah, I mean, they said this wasn't going to be a war, but it's a war. And uh, Cody pretty much said, you can't beat us. You can't counter-program us. And counter-programming meant that you can't put a pay-per-view on or come on the same time as us and think you're going to beat us. And they kicked ass tonight, so that was awesome. All right, guys, we're going to take a break real quick. we got to pay the bills. Then I'm going to come back real quick, and I'm going to cover the Evolve 10th anniversary results. And then we'll wrap it up for tonight because i got to do the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view results show. I mean, uh, excuse me, prediction show tomorrow and a little bit of news. i got wrestling news, too, but i got all this to do. So we'll be back. Remember, it's the AEW Insider. All right, peeps, we're back. Thank you very much for staying with us for part two. Let's finish this up. This is the AEW Insider. 
All right, we'll get on to Evolve Wrestling's 10th anniversary results. Uh, this is going to be a lot quicker than Fight for Fallen because I didn't get to actually watch it, watch it. I was watching it, but I got to go back and rewatch it. If anything major, major happens or anything awesome that I missed, I will report it on tomorrow's show. But uh, we did have Anthony Green versus Josh Briggs. Uh, the winner was Josh Briggs. Even though Anthony Green looks freaking cool and all that, Josh Briggs is a beast, and you can tell they want to push this guy. Uh, we also had Sean Maluda versus Stephen Wolf versus Harlem Bravado versus Kurt Stallion. I know I did pick Harlem Bravado. Your winner was Stephen Wolf, and it was a heck of an opener. You want to open up a pay per view? That's definitely one way to do it. Those four dudes put on a good fucking show. Definitely check that out on the WWE Network. We also had a special challenge match, which was Steve Carino's son, Colby Carino, versus NXC superstar Baba Tunde. Uh, your winner was Baba Tunde. It was stupid. It really, really was. Carino should have won. Baba Tunde's gimmick's dumb. It's stupid. It never worked in the past. The whole African stupid thing. Nothing against Africans, of course. I'm black and white myself. But just a whole black outfit with a little bit of the African colors in it and all that was just fucking stupid. He's a big dude and all that, but I don't see him doing that well, to be honest with you. So was that dude, uh, what you call it? I can't even think of his name now. That big dude who used to dance with the chicks. Excuse me, in WWE, Titus, Titus Clay. He was big, too. Size doesn't always matter. That's what that guy reminds me of, but he doesn't have an inch, uh, an ounce of charisma that Titus did have. But anyway, uh, what you call it? After that, Gacy and Kingston came out with a third person. They were calling themselves the Unwanted, and they actually went right into a tag team match that we'll get into a little bit later against AR Fox. Uh, we also did have a grudge match. It was Anthony Henry versus NXT superstars Atoro Ruas. That match was pretty friggin' awesome. In the end, Atoro Ruas did pull out the win. Alright, we did have the Catchpoint Reunion match for WWE, WWE Cruiserweight Champion Drew Gallick versus Matt Riddle. Uh, that match was awesome. They gave Riddle one heck of a welcoming home. Matt Riddle did start there years ago. We didn't start there, but he wrestled in the ball for a long time. Was their chant, whatever they love him. They gave Riddle mad, mad love. Uh, Gulak's entrance kicked ass. It was deserving of a champion. They had a bunch of current people you could tell they're wrestlers for cross point. So they all came out first in their cross point gear. They were all pumped up. They ran around the ring. Then they separated side by side. And uh, what you call a Gulak came out. And as he made his way down the ramp, he's made his way past them. As he would pass two of them at a time, they would put their hands up, put their hand in the air, and hold it with their wrist. Gulak sign, which I just found out, I'm pretty sure, is a catch point sign also. So that was a cool, cool entrance. Uh, in the end, in the end, though, the winner was Matt Riddle, which you knew because it was his indie promotion. You know what I mean, and not for the cruiserweight title. But after that, Gulak took the mic and said stuff about Catch Point, and he told Matt that he's one hell of a competitor, and he respects him, and it's always an honor to wrestle him. They hugged, and uh, drew, uh, drew Gulak and Matt bro both threw up. Drew Gulak signed. Try, try saying that fucking three times fast. Which you can't because you can't even hear what I said. But Gulak and Riddle stood side by side and they did that sign that Gulak does that the guys did. You put your hand up in the air, spread out, and you grab it with your other wrist. So that was really cool. That match was really, really awesome. You knew it was going to be technical, what have you. It wasn't all crazy fast, but it had a lot of great spots and it was good fucking stuff. And it was for the belt, you know Gulak would have won.
Then we did have the Evolved Tag Team Championship title match. It was A.R. Fox and Leon Ruff versus those guys I talked told, told you about a little bit ago, the unwanted Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy. My pick was for A.R. Fox's team, and in the end, A.R. Fox and Leo Ruff won. But holy fuck, that was a great match. That could have been one, you know, one of the best matches of the night, if not, excuse me, if it wasn't. Uh, I think that the other team should have won. But uh, just so I'm saying, too, like, they had this gimmick, A.R. Fox and Leon Ruff. It's kind of like uh, Adam, Adam, whatever his name is, when he used to come out with the party on WWE with the rosebuds, with his little lollipop, uh, what you call it. He come, They come out with a crew with them. So after they won, the crew gets into the ring. And you would think if they're going to have, crew, uh, excuse me, a, a gimmick that you have a crew with you, a bunch of people, and they like to dance and they like to party with their good dancers, that these guys would actually be able to dance. Well, they all gather around in a circle in the ring, and one by one, you know, one of the dancers or one of the wrestlers take the spotlight, and they have their little moment to shine and dance. But they're fucking horrible. Their dancing was horrible. It's the most stupidest shit I ever seen. I don't even know how it gets over with the fans, but it does. But they need to take dancing lessons. If part of your gimmick is going to be fucking dancing, you need to dance. It's like Fandango back in the day on Total Divas when he got Eva Marie. Eva Marie, Marie told my dog she was a fucking professional dancer in practice. He gets her on stage. The bitch can't fucking dance. So you got to do what you're going to do. If you're going to be your gimmick, live your gimmick. You know, that's the rule. All right, then after that, we did have the... Oh, no, no, excuse me. After that, we did have the winner-takes-all match. It was Evolve Champion Austin Theory versus WWN Champion J.D. Drake. I did pick J.D. Drake, but Austin Theory, of course, won. They didn't do a setup. They stayed with their golden boy, blah, blah, blah. It was a hell of a match, especially how different these two are. Like, J.D. Drake looks like friggin' your plumber with his ass crack hanging out in your kitchen, and Austin Theory is in the top of his prime at, like, 23 years old. But you couldn't tell, man. They tore the roof off, and it was good shit. Then Josh Briggs, for the opening match, came out, and he destroyed friggin' Austin Theory and says he wants his belt. Uh, after that, to close the show, they did have the uh, excuse me the NXT title match. It was Akira Dazawa, two hundred five superstar. First, my dog Adam Cole, bad bad. Uh, Evolve loves Adam Cole, and they went right along with his entrances and his spot. He's amazing. He's one of my favorites in the game today, and Adam Cole's going to be so much bigger than he already is in due time. He will be WWE champ one day. Mark my words. Uh, though WWE scrubs Tozawa and Evolve, he's well-respected and he's like a legend. And he kicked ass there and in Dragon Gate a couple years before he even went to WWE. Uh, the match was great. I'm glad Tozawa got a chance to shine because he really doesn't too much on 205. Uh, they had a nasty botch in the match when Tozawa went to hit Cole with the move on the apron. And uh, it, it was just crazy. After they, I mean, well, they were on the apron and they did a move to go onto the floor. Half of their bodies didn't even land on a protective pads on the floor. It hit the concrete. And Tozawa's knee actually legit got caught in between the security bar barrier. So I thought he was fucked up, but he was just selling it good. But it really did happen. Uh, after that, Cole hit him with his signature and then his finisher for the 1-2-3. And then Johnny Gargano came out. He came into the ring. He came out to the ring a little bit ago. Uh, they stood face-to-face. -face. Johnny wanted to fight for the belt, but Adam Cole walked away with his gold. And still your NXT champion, Adam Cole. 
Abebe. Uh, Gargano came into the ring and he gave props to Zazawa and Evolve and he, the crowd loved him to death because he had a good start there too. So, I mean, uh, it was a good, good match for wrestling, honestly. I had to go back and definitely sit down and watch uh, the Evolve. I was just watching in between, you know, turning the volume up and the other one when I thought good things came on. Uh, Paul Heyman showed up at Evolve too. He was really, really big there back in the day. They showed him mad love. But this is a huge wrestling weekend. We got three pay-per-views. And so far, of course, and like I said, I'm not being biased. I'm just uh, biased. I'm just talking about the product, you know, what I liked and blah, blah, blah. So far, though, and I think it's going to be very, very hard for Extreme Rules to beat it. But AEW is the best. That pay-per-view is fucking awesome. So definitely, definitely watch it. Uh, definitely tune in tomorrow. I will have a prediction show about Extreme Rules. And plus, we're going to cover some news. I do it now, but I'm a little bit tired. But there were two huge stories this week. You know about the tempered midget, the little man. I don't mean to use that in a derogatory way, but the angry short man. He was in a bagel shop in New York, New Jersey, and he felt the woman behind the corner counter was laughing at him because he's short, and he's got a short man complex, and the dude went absolutely fucking bananas. And then some tall guy in the store actually restrained him. So I have that up on Twitter. I've got, uh, what you call it, um, the, his interviews today with two different news channels, which is fucking hilarious. There's a news reporter, whenever they sent the report, to go interview him, they make sure the report is over six foot so he towers the guy. It's fucking hilarious. And then also there was another crazy incident too with this guy there nicknamed Condo Chris. This guy comes out, some white guy, he's rich, he like works for YouTube or something, and nothing against white and white and black. He's got a Chinese son, which is cool, but there's a black gentleman literally standing outside his building, and he said he's waiting this for his friend, and that white guy does not believe him, and he literally gets on the phone and calls 911, and it's crazy what ensues so definitely tune in tomorrow i've got wrestling news i'll do the prediction show i'll throw a little bit of the angry short man in the bagel shop in and the dude outside the guy's condo and then we'll do a what you call the result show all right so i thank you guys for tuning in you guys mean the world to me you give me motivation to do this uh we got a big big finish off this big weekend of wrestling tomorrow so i'll be back tomorrow twice guys if you need anything or you want anything or want to hear anything or you don't like anything hit me up on twitter that's the AEW Insider numeral one. So AEW Insider number one. Uh, definitely check out Jabber Jabber Wrestling Universe. And uh, definitely hit us up on Facebook and join our book on Facebook and follow us on YouTube. Hit that like button, subscribe, smash it, people. Remember, it's the AEW Insider on most social media. And on eight, and on Twitter, make sure you add a number one after that. The AEW Insider number one. All right, I'm tired. I'm just rambling on I got now, guys. I want to get this out to you. Um, I'll see you guys tomorrow, all right? Thank you so much. Remember, AEW Insider. Good night.